We better figure out an intro soon because we're we're going. We're going. We're going with this. We're going with here. Forever be known that I like cock. Don't wait. Wait. Drop your pants. Just pee in my wetsuit and I warm up. And we're back. We are. I think. Where did we go? I went away into the mystical world of Quebec Wild Area. Okay. Which isn't really too mystical. It's just kind of a place in the woods. That's where I went. No unicorns? That would be boss if there was unicorns. I only saw turkeys, though. So they really didn't have the pointy heads. They had the ghibli ball sack bits underneath their neck, though. Did they they go gobble-gobble? Yeah, a little bit. I heard a little bit of it. They were like 100 yards away from me, but I saw like 10 of them cross the stream. Sweet seeing turkeys fly over the stream. So why why did the turkeys cross the stream, Sammy? To get to the other side, and then they jumped back to the other side, so I'm really not sure. Maybe the grass wasn't as green on the other side of the stream? There was no grass either. That was a weird thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It beat all the cliches. I I couldn't even think of anything punny. Me and Dustin were just standing there like, what? Alrighty then. Yeah. Weird. Weird. But that was cool to see. (laughs) All right. Uh, When I was living in Buffalo, one of my first jobs out there, we had a field behind us and we had turkeys come out every once in a while. Turkeys are cool. I don't know. They're, they're just big, smart birds. Apparently, they're smart. I don't know. I've never talked to one before. But uh, You had 10 of them there. Why didn't you I, talk? I know. I should have ran up to them. I got the GoPro. I was ready. But I was on the side of the stream as camp, and then they went across the stream, and then they went further up the trail, and then went across again to where it was a hill area, and if I ran at them with the GoPro, they'd all be scared away. I, I don't think they'd want to talk to me. Well, you'll never know because you didn't try. I know. I didn't try. Maybe next time. Every time I get close to a group of turkeys, it's actually when I'm on a trip with Dustin, because last time was in West Virginia, and uh, they always run away from me. I don't know why. Mm. It's not like I was going to eat them this time. Maybe next time. Maybe tomorrow? Oh, yeah, because it's turkey day. I can't wait. (laughs) You're a fat kid, of course you can. It's food day. I cannot wait. My sister's coming in, surprising my mom. We're making pumpkin pie tomorrow. I got all the ingredients just before you came over, so I'm excited for some organic pumpkin pie cool can't wait so uh, what else i interrupted your trip with uh with questions and we got distracted so what else has been, what else went on in your trip <laughs> oh no don't worry about it we were going to get back to it eventually yeah. anyway it, it was a very <laughs> eventful trip first thing me and dustin got to quebec wild area well actually we didn't even make it there yet we made it about uh 0.4 miles away from the trailhead on a road i've never been on before and then there was a river in the road and we determined with his little Hyundai uh, low ground clearance and with me stepping a foot into the stream that was crossing the road that uh, my foot was already overtopping. Probably shouldn't try it, so it took us another half an hour to get there. So we got there in the pouring rain, then it turned into freezing sleet, and we uh, haphazardly we got a shelter together. But woke up in the morning to a beautiful morning and a nice place to be able to build a shelter across the cold ass stream in 28 degree weather but i found a log i was able to cross and i went over and checked it out and the area across from us was perfect all these dead down trees that we were able to chop up into wood and then there's some good dead standing trees we were able to chop up into good hardwood for fire and uh set up a nice little shelter with except the only problem was getting dustin across the uh, stream at first he didn't want to <laughs> he wanted to go the easy way around which ended up not being the easy way around at all but there was a way to go back up behind the hill that was on the other side of the stream after crossing a bridge by where we parked at and so we went and took that trail hiked up at about a half mile, then turned right into the woods. And we're like, okay, if we go straight, we'll eventually hit the area that 
that part of the streams in. Yeah, it took about two hours to find that area and then get back to camp after finding that area. And Dustin's like, yep, I'm walking through the stream next time. <laughs> <laughs> Not taking a two hour away with a uh, Dutch oven. Well, so we uh, took in a cast iron Dutch oven. On the bright side, he, you didn't make it a three hour tour. No, we did not make it a three hour tour. That was the day that Brian was getting there, and Dustin decided he was going to cross the water while I moved everything over the log. It was probably like a good 15 foot to 20 foot long log that we had to cross to get there. And Dustin was like, yeah, so I'm just going to walk across the stream. So he took off his pants and whatnot. He was just crossing in his boxers, so that way all his clothes didn't get wet because it had just rained, and it had just rained pretty heavily, so the water level was pretty high. Pretty high to the point where he was cupping his balls so that they didn't get splashed with the freezing cold water. <laughs> but of course, Dustin being Dustin, he's like, I really hope someone walks by while I'm walking across this in my boxers. Oh, Brian's coming today. I really hope Brian sees me in my boxers. <laughs> it was just one of those moments. So, we got across, got everything across, got a couple of trees cut down, we got like a 20-foot ridge pole, Strapped up into the trees, strapped up a tarp to that with two other uh, poles that went down to the ground. Made a lean-to out of some tarps. Then Brian got there and we started cooking some soup in the Dutch oven. And oh man, we ate so good on that trip. We were expecting four people to be there total. Well, Brian got there and then he left on Sunday. We had him coming, then he left. And then Evan was coming on Sunday. And then Dan was supposed to be coming on Sunday too. But then Dan had family all of a sudden coming into town. So he didn't make it out to the cold weather. Yeah. And so we had a shit ton of even more food. On top of the amount of food that we already brought, we probably had like $100, $200 worth of food that we brought that weekend between the steaks, between the roast, between the pork loin, the sausage, the, I think Dustin brought 36 eggs. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it was over the top ridiculously good because it was just a lot of fun. Evan came, like I said, on Sunday and there was a little mishap there because he texted me after I texted him saying that we were going out to get ice because Dan wasn't coming, so we wanted to make sure that the food in the car would stay good because it was going to be 45 degrees on Sunday. So we were like, the food in the car might actually get a little warm. Let's get ice to keep the meat from spoiling. So I texted Evan that we were leaving, and he texted me, okay, I'm two and a half heaves away. Me not even thinking about it. I'm like, oh, he's like two and a half miles away from Trailhead. Not thinking he actually meant two and a half hours away because I didn't think that he would text us when he was two and a half hours away. <laughs> and so that was at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then me and Dustin get back. We do our chores. We get wood, blah, blah, blah. It's like five o'clock at night. And we're like, Evan's not here. Evan should be here if he was two and a half miles away at X amount of time in the afternoon. He should definitely be here right now. Dustin's like, yeah, we need to go find him. So we walk around Quebec Wild Area, go downstream to our other campsite, and then it's already dark by that point as we're coming back and it's like, yeah, we're not going to find him out here unless we split up and go multiple ways to see which way he went. And uh, so we just went back to camp because at that point it's like, well, he's out here with his own gear. He should have enough gear and enough food to last the night and be warm enough if he did get lost or anything happened. Well, it turned out he was actually two and a half hours away from the trailhead by the time. So we completely miscalculated. He walked into camp actually at like six o'clock when it was dark. And uh, well, he walked into the other side of the stream and then had to make it across to camp and he had a little bit of trouble getting over the logs we had to send out a rescue party which was me to go over the y branch in the tree to go up behind him grab his pack while he took it off secure it to a ferry line that we had for ferrying gear across the stream and then have dustin slowly take it on so i didn't drop his really heavy pack into the water because i was afraid i was about to drop that into the water and i was afraid i was about to drop into the water because 
yeah, I'm a little guy and <laughs> I'm trying to get this pack off of another person and hand, and hook it onto something and then pass it along. And yeah, it, it, it was just a very sketchy situation. But everybody turned out to be dry and uh, got across safely. So it turned out for the better. It, it was a really good trip. A lot of fun. At one point, we cooked up steaks and we had cigars and it was the Quebec Wild Area Cigar Lounge. I'm sitting down on a bench that we had. Uh, with a nice back to it, smoking cigars and eating some steaks. It was living the life. It really wasn't too bad once you adjust to the cold. It just doesn't seem as cold anymore. That's true. Oh. I spent enough time out in the the weather as it as it gets colder. Eventually, I'm like, oh yeah, this isn't that bad. And yeah. then it's like 60 degrees, and I'm like ready to wear shorts. Exactly. I I was gonna ask you like when you go diving in really cold water, do you get that feeling from when like I just dust- pee in my wetsuit and I warm up. Oh well, that's true too. <laughs> but like me and Dustin, we we just walked into a gas station. We're like, oh my god, we're burning. We're yeah, burning up. <laughs> Yeah, and I know the feeling is from going from outside to inside. I've had that that <laughs> I, feeling. I didn't know if maybe there was like the similar feeling with really cold water in the wetsuit and then getting into air and taking off the wetsuit and just having it hit you again. Uh, well, no, because as you come up, you'll go through the same gradients, and so it'll warm up. Ah, true, true. That would be true. And uh, so you, it's not quite the same. Yeah. And, you, and depending on how far down you go, you got to take your time coming up because otherwise you get the bends, and those aren't good. Yeah, control your ascent. So then you mm. would actually... Uh, 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 yeah acclimatized at the temperature as you go up yes that is interesting but yeah other than that uh it's been a crazy week been on call for work and that's been crazy servers going down left and right played uh a game with the uh the cleveland brown trousers yesterday and i i lost it, it was a game that i should not have lost probably but uh it's okay i should have lost because i obviously did lose and so that's that was what was meant to happen but i played matt who uh back in last season i uh beat him in the playoffs with the underdog team and his uh buckeye beastman really really got hurt hard by my wood elves and had no purpose being beat by my wood elves being the underdog team and his team being like the top team at that time and i kicked him out of the playoffs so this was really karma coming back and kicking me in the ass but i could have drawed the game except i just needed to make one go for it to make a tackle and then run my guy into the end zone and with a go for it all you need is not to roll a one and i was out of re-rolls it was turn eight it was like the last second to last roll i needed to make to be able to tie the game and what do i roll a one and it was a game over. There's also another funny situation that came out of that. And uh, it is going to now forever be known that I like cock. Because I rolled a dice and it landed cocked on one of the characters. And I asked Matt if it was cocked because it was a push. And I did not want to push at that point in time. And he's like, I don't know. Let me set a dice on it. We'll see if it's cocked. He's like, yep, it's cocked. I'm sorry, man. I'm like, oh, no, that's okay. I like cock. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just yells out to everybody else in the store, all my 40K buddies and whatnot who are up at Immortals. Everybody hear that? Everybody hear that? Sam loves cock. So now it is now official that the Deepland Brown trousers love cock, and there's probably going to be a shirt made that I have to wear to every game now. It's, All right. It, it's, that's how our community goes. It's one of those weird communities where if something catches on like that, we're going to roll with the uh, inside jokes oh, yeah. and uh, just keep going with it. I, I love my Blood Bowl League, at least the people who are really active in it, and... Uh, I can't wait because it looks like February. We're going to go out to a tournament in Dayton together. Like five of us, six of us are going to roll down to Dayton and uh, represent Northeast Ohio Blood Bowl League. Cool. So it's going to be cool. Maybe uh, this will become something. Who knows? 
That sounds cool. But that's been my week and uh, my week and a half. I feel like you missed a couple of things. I, I probably did. I My brain's been everywhere. Uh, well, something happened to your glasses. Oh, yes. My glasses. Yes. Uh, that's actually in the video that I made of uh, the Quebec Wild Area Smoking Lounge. That morning, I uh, got up to go tend to the fire, just walked to the fire, and then walked back to my sleeping bag and heard a crunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was my new glasses that I got four days earlier. My two hundred dollar pair of glasses that I broke, but they're fixed now. All right, they're fixed oh, there today. Go. Yep, got them fixed for free. Didn't even have to do anything for that. I was, I got lucky, very nice. lucky. But yeah, so I was rolling around Quebec wild area with uh, duct taped glasses, looking like a Harry Potterish freak. As you are. I, oh, as I am. Yes, I even have the scar in between my two eyes. Yeah. The original location of the scar. I had it before Harry Potter did, though. Oh, so you had it before it was cool. Yeah, I had it before it was cool. My cousin smashed my head into a sewing box before Harry Potter even got killed by or tried to be killed by Voldemort. So, I mean, it's much more cooler that I got my head smashed into a sewing box. Fair Fuck Vada Kedavra. Uh, and then there was something about uh, an egg cup. Oh, yes. Dustin's egg cup. Yes, there was the infamous egg cup. So Saturday morning, we obviously brought 36 eggs or whatever insanity he brought. And so we had to go ahead and make some eggs. And you got to scramble up some eggs if you want to make scrambled eggs. So Dustin had a cup. I scrambled up some eggs in it. And then he forgot what cup that was and where it went to. <laughs> so me, him, and Brian are sitting around the fire about to uh, eat our soup and whatnot. And Dustin just looks at me. Where's my egg cup? I'm like, what? No, your egg cup. Oh, uh, somewhere around there. And Brian's just like, egg cup? What the fuck do you mean, egg cup? And Dustin's like, well, yeah, I, uh, I, we had to scramble up some eggs. So I, I've got an egg cup now. <laughs> and this just continued on. Like everything was, oh, yeah, we should just uh, use an egg cup to scoop that out and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And uh, use that as a serving ladle, even though we were using a, uh, a shovel. Because, I mean, we got everything. We took fucking everything into the middle of the woods except for a serving spoon and a fucking wooden spoon to go ahead and stir the goddamn thing. So he used a shovel. <laughs> One of those fucking military, like, pickaxe, like, yeah. foldable shovels. Yeah, it worked. Worked very well, actually. Nice. But yeah, so that was an egg cup. And uh, I had also another weird incident with uh, trying to make blueberry muffin pancakes. I got some pancake, or it was supposed to be in a coffee mug like a muffin mixing that you put it in the coffee mug then you put some water in it you put it in the microwave and then microwaved it up and made a little cake well i was like ah oh, that sounds like you could just make some hot water stir it in maybe make a cake no nah, it made fucking batter <laughs> <laughs> so uh then i tried to make a pancake out of that batter and uh it kind of made like semi solid batter that was warm <laughs> and, yeah i ate that shit up but uh it, it Tasted like blueberries and cake batter. <laughs> I mean, nice little treat, but the, Evan's pumpkin pie that he brought into the woods was definitely much better. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously it was a very entertaining trip. Sometime so, we'll have to get you out on a trip like that. One of our ridiculous. We're just fucking bringing everything into the middle of the woods and having a good time trips because it's it's fun to have that every once in a while. I really yeah. enjoyed it. It makes sense. It sounds like it was a lot of fun. Oh, anything else? There's a lot of things that happen in the world outside of my secluded area, and I'm right. sure we'll get to that. Yeah, later. we will. Well, how was funny that? How was Thomas's week? Oh, well, it was an interesting. It was it was a good weekend, I would say. I, I spent that weekend doing a lot, just watching a lot of movies. So it, it started with uh, went with my mom to go see the Nutcracker movie, 
which is pretty good. Uh, definitely worth seeing at a matinee, you know, right now if you wanted to check it out. You know, it's a Disney movie and it's uh, definitely one of their non-traditional, you know, retellings. So like they did uh, Maleficent was one of the ones that they did where they told the story of Maleficent and they kind of, she starts off as a hero and then how she becomes a villain and how that's um, portrayed, you know, through her eyes versus through the human's eyes and stuff like that. Well, in this case, you have um, the the nutcracker realm and and it's it, well it's four realms within it um so there's like four different kingdoms uh um the like candy land and um gingerbread land no 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 there's a floral land the candy land ice world and the lollipop guild nope that's that's wizard of oz but so they have like those different places and uh the characters go from go go, go to them and whatnot and uh you know, you go into the movie with Nutcracker and you think, oh, the Rat King's villain and stuff like that. He's not necessarily the villain. So it it has that non-traditional sense to it, um, which gives it a little bit uh, of a better time because you're not just getting your usual story. Yeah, I, I much more appreciate the retellings in a new light rather than the re putting out there just oh here's the story right, just, a, just a pure remake yeah exactly remake that's the word i was looking for see my brain is scrambled don't <laughs> let four ser- or three servers go down one day if you ever have to i'll try not to um but yeah it, so it was, it was good they also mixed in plenty of like the traditional ballet stuff into it so you got that that traditional feel as well to the movie I've never seen the ballet. I've, I've never really been interested in ballet, but I think I kind of starting to be interested in seeing what the real Nutcracker was. Mm-hmm. I might go see it. Uh, my aunt took me years ago, man. I might have been like nine when I went. So it's it's a vague memory at this point. I'm, I enjoyed it because I enjoy music, and that's exactly what it is. I enjoy the fine arts, um, and I like to stick out my pinky while I sip on my coffee at the event. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's just cool to have that the, those traditional bits in there. Um, but yes, yeah, so I saw that. Then I was at home and I watched, uh, I watched Interview with a Vampire finally. Well, not finally because I've seen it before, but I like, finally got to watch it this year. Your October movie in November. Yeah. It, it, it just looks like, like you took October. I did. I was like, I was taking one out of uh, GW's book. And I was like, well, fuck it. If they can do it, I can do it. You might as well be like the orcs, have 60 day months. <laughs> yes. Uh, in that same vein, I also watched Ghostbusters, the original. Uh, always a great movie. And then uh, I started watching the uh, the Ninja, the original Ninja Turtle live action movies because I love them because I grew up on them and they're fucking great. And I made halfway through the the second one and the fucking movie was all fucked up and I was like, well, this sucks. And I was looking at stuff and I was like trying to decide if I wanted to buy a new collection because I had like the one, two, and three collection. Well, I know nowadays they make it with uh, those three plus the animated tmnt movie mm-hmm. which is in my opinion really good and so i was looking into that and i hadn't really messed with it or anything but i was i was thinking about that until i finally purchased it later on that week um and once at once my movie was fucked up i was like well i want to watch something else what should i watch i watch hook hook sounds like a great great movie to watch right now and it was <laughs> hook is always a good movie it is um especially with rufio <laughs> yes as long as you imagine uh bill cosby's face on him and remember that meme yes yeah, i i, I, mean. I love that sorry i have to always <laughs> bring up that meme because every time i think of hook now i think of rufio but bill cosby rufio. yes yep i know what you're going for there uh but yes i watched that and then uh i also went, got to see the uh, bohemian rhapsody movie you saw freddie mercury well and queen sort of 
They're stand-ins. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it's an extremely good movie. It it's a good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. It doesn't really offer much in terms of like n- new stuff in a biopic. You know, you get all the pretty much the same beats that you probably already know if you are like a a decent fan of of Queen because it's it's not like years of time it's all just you know within the the movie itself so by the end of the movie when they do the live aid concert it definitely puts that particular concert in perspective in a different perspective than like oh my god that was just amazing to like holy shit what that must have meant to the band to Mm -hmm. freddie mercury and and how incredible it, it ended up being yeah, and then obviously there are the chances for like uh, creative liberties and stuff. But that through the last 25 minutes of that movie was their set from Live Aid. It was sweet. it was literally them recreating the entire set. So it was awesome. <laughs> and I heard they did a really good job like portraying the band members. Like, they did. So and it's really like you're seeing the concert. It in is. A way. It was it was really, really good. Um, I. It is definitely worth seeing. If you had any interest in seeing it, definitely go see that movie. Uh, so yeah. go out to the movies and get your nuts cracked with Freddie Mercury. Yeah. I don't know if that was a good tagline or not, but uh, you know, go with it. Uh, but yeah, so I got to see those. Then it was just a lot of uh, kind of got to relax a little bit. Get further into uh, Shadow of War for the Mordor game. And uh, I'm I'm almost finished with the second act, which is I, I have I've collected and done all of the backstory stuff for all the different things. So I'm like 80 some percent completion of that game. And I'm pretty sure I have one more mission left in act two. And then it will probably kick me over to act three and whatever that is. Yeah. And you'll probably just have to finish the story to get the last 20 percent. Probably. Um, there'll be a couple of things I, I may not get because I have no interest in finishing those things because it's not really story related. It was like clear these outposts that I really didn't have to clear. So I didn't clear them. <laughs> I, was, I was as I was going through like, oh, I don't this isn't necessary. Cool. I'm not doing that again. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, you, you have enough games <laughs> on your backlog to where you should probably prioritize. Yeah. These secondary objectives. Right. In other games. Right. But I, I mean, like certain things where they offer where they offer like some some backstory and, and depth to the world. I enjoy that. So. Oh, definitely yeah, go definitely. through and pick those up um all the little artifacts and stuff like that um other than that i do things that that i may that might be a little unnecessary but they definitely make the game a little easier by like getting the different um captains and once you get certain captains they show you which captains so you don't have to like guess but so they'll tell you and once you get those captains they will go and you can set them up as spies to their war chief and then when you go to do the war chief mission, if you have all the war chief's bodyguards, there'll be a betrayal mission, and then they'll turn on the war chief and just start attacking him. Oh, that's always nice. So just it's like it makes the it, traitors at the gate, right? So it helps you out. It makes things easier. Um, so I, th- I felt like those are worthwhile. I tried to prioritize those captains over other ones because I really don't need a shit ton of captains. I just need enough to get through to capture the the. Uh, area. Yeah, then kill them all off after that. They're they're useless. At yeah, that they're point. fucking they're orcs. Cannon father. Yeah. Um. So I've been playing a lot of that, and then uh, Pokemon Go, Pokemon Let's Go came out, and I picked up my Eevee copy. Let's go Eevee. Which has been a lot of fun. I made it to the Cerulean Gym for our next uh our next session. Our next session. Yes. Yeah. By now we'll have uh two issues out there of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. So go out there and check it out. See uh, what me and Tom think of the nostalgia yes i guess you would say mm-hmm. uh of playing the game that see, I, I think that's the best way to it, it's straight nostalgia it, it, it really is uh, but you can see us travel far and wide across the land 
I don't remember all the lyrics to that song. I I remember some of them. Yeah, I think uh, it was actually across the land, searching far and wide. Don't, 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 don't. Okay. And it went to another verse. Okay. I, I, I probably have to start it off from the beginning, but yeah, no, that, that's a full spiel. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. But uh, anyways, yeah, so I've been playing that, uh, and I got caught up in that a little bit. The uh, To catch them is my real no, test. he figured it out. To train them is my cause. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, there's just a little <laughs> spiel there. <laughs> oh man it's been a while it has apparently yeah. me and uh, brian didn't do enough pokemon noises this weekend i guess or didn't sing enough i, I, I can't remember it off the top of my head right i now. mean there also weren't that many pokemon noises at uh, dork's giving no there weren't Which, well i'm when brian walked up to us uh he heard me uh say something or do something after i uh chopped up a, a log and then he went Charmander, and that's the way he was there okay i mean that's a good way of knowing oh that's how we always know but, uh, it's usually a wabafet though well actually it's all over the place okay <laughs> I digress. Going backwards in the week now. Like I said I purchased that uh, collection of the Teenage Mutant, Ninja Turtle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. Amazon also had the Blu-ray collection of Dragon Ball Z. Um, the seasons one through nine of like the stuff that we grew up watching, not the Kai version. I was going to say the full version. Yeah, the full, the full, full version. And so I saw that, and then I was like, well, if I buy that, I also really want to have Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to just have Dragon Ball Z. If I'm going to have the full Dragon Ball Z, I would rather have. I would also the have, collection. Yeah. So I was like, I was looking, and I went back and forth. And I was hemming and hawing, and I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to buy it. Do it. So I'm I'm waiting for Dragon Ball to show up, but I have Dragon the Dragon Ball Z collection now. Now I'm curious, how many discs? Is that for a Blu-ray collection of Dragon Ball Z? I think it's Ball nine, because there's nine seasons. I'm assuming it's a, a season of disc. Okay, cool. So I, I figured they could probably keep each episode mm-hmm. since it's not like 1080p high quality shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they revamped it for Blu-ray, but the episodes are shorter and not that high of quality. But I'm like, they had a shit ton of episodes. Could they actually fit one season on one disc or not? Yeah, I think I, I haven't opened them. I, it, it's still in the cellophane. Like I haven't actually opened them up, but I'm going to take a guess and say they're probably a season of disc. It would, it would make sense to me um, just because of how they usually break down their seasons. They're always really weird. Like it gets halfway into another arc and then they cut off the season. Yeah. And then they just stop doing shit for a while. <laughs> yeah. Then you go back and you watch all the fucking shit all over again when there's 500 episodes that you're into this stupid thing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Gohan just needs to go to school for a while and shit. <laughs> right. And then Garlic Jr. shows up. Got to deal with him and his weird zombie thing that happened. Yeah. Weirdness. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so I had those. Kind of cool that, that they had those back on Blu-ray. These ones have the musical score that we would remember. So you, you have to set it, but they do have that musical score. Oh, that's sweet. So you can go back to the original score. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And they, so they have like the you, know, you can get the Japanese one, you get the European one, and I think they also has the, the English, uh, the American one. Because yeah, the Dragon Ball Z Kai intro kind of it, like it's it's fine, but I miss the old original intro like dragon uh, dragon yeah dragon ball dragon why do i remember that but i can't remember the fucking pokemon one i, I guess it's a lot easier though yeah it, well yeah it's, <laughs> it's a lot easier it's 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 for the dumber kids it, yeah i remember it from the movies is what i remember it from oh, that was the okay. only time you ever actually saw it otherwise they usually cut it out yeah so that that's the last that i remember and that's my nostalgia there dragon ball z will lead us into the the news corner here. yes you have some interesting things to say about the score or yes. Well, who made, who the, made score. the score? Yes. So, so this is a weird combination, but we were talking about Dragon Ball Z, and so this is uh, does does connect here. But the elections also happen while we were away. Yes, I think our last episode went out after the election, but we haven't actually talked about anything 
since then. So when uh, when elections happen, people get elected to office, and uh, the Texas State Senate elected the Dragon Ball Z composer. His name is Nathan Johnson. We're just having all types of celebrities uh, join the Senate, join government. Yes. All over the place. We have celebrities and we have dead people. The real shocker to me was uh, Nevada elected a dead guy to one of their legislative seats. Like a a, a dead guy. And nonetheless, a dead guy who owned a brothel. Yeah. I believe I believe that is one of those instances instances where you go where they go better red than dead. Better red than dead. Apparently, Dennis Hoff would select him in because it's better red than dead. Yeah, I, I think that's really what that comes down to. Yeah, it's fucking retarded. Like, uh, why didn't they? I, I guess they couldn't take his name off the ballot per yeah. se. But I mean, the, why still count those votes? Right. The the, the people well, in charge of his campaign, I guess, had the opportunity. They, they could have said, hey, all right, we'll, we'll remove him from ballot. But when they decided not to, it was like he could be the first dead person elected. Yeah, it's fucking retarded and like screws up the election. Yeah. It, like fucks it all up. It's like they're not. I need to look into it more now. Um, I, I haven't looked in as much as I wish I would have. But like, is there now just an empty seat? Well, so what will end up happening is they'll probably have to put some sort of special election into into place, or they will have like a contingency plan of uh, he may have no, he may have had an opinion of who he wanted to replace him with. Um, when uh, John McCain passed away, he was still uh, an active senator yes. so he he made his wishes of who he would like to be passed along so that person would kind of fill in that that time frame until this current election and they would uh in arizona they would real they would reelect okay. and either choose to reelect that person uh or they would like somebody different which i think they elected somebody different makes sense that there's a contingency plan yeah. in place. There, there, there are plans for that. Essentially, they'll probably treat it as if uh, uh, you know an active senator passed away while being um, on duty. I don't know how else, how else to put that. In office. Yes, that's the words I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, so thank you for everybody who went out and voted last week. Yes. Uh, it, it's what's making a change. I mean, we, we saw it wasn't the blue wave that the left yeah. side was hoping for, yeah. but we saw that there was a lot of people I mean, on both sides who came out and voted. I don't know that there were record numbers, but the numbers yeah. definitely showed up. Uh, I believe believe it was record numbers democrats have the house the republicans have the senate so there's like a blue swell i don't know yeah uh the the democrats got a few seats in the senate i believe as well yeah uh, as far as like surprise they weren't we weren't sure that they were going to get them so I, flops and stuff yeah and i mean like a blue wave overall wouldn't have been great either no, i think we need to have the nice balance if yes. we're going to have this bullshit bipartisan shit we need to have a balance. Right, right. Well, in order to be bipartisan, you have to have the two parties need to be willing to work together, which doesn't usually happen. <laughs> Never happens. Correct. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, there was there was a lot of people that came out and voted. I, 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 it was definitely, I think, one of the most, one of the highest votings in um, like a non-presidential election year. So that that happened, and and one of the big big fears is that a lot of young people will be like, oh, well, my vote didn't actually count because my my person didn't win, and then they won't vote in the presidential election, and that's the worst thing you could do. So understand that uh, even if your person didn't get into office, your you know your vote still matters. Yeah, it so still definitely counts. you know the next election comes around, vote again. Yeah, I, I mean if you didn't vote, it could have been a landslide against your candidate. So right, it it really does show. Yep, so I was trying to come up with a, a segue. I was like, you know, who else had a show? Well, Xbox, Microsoft, <laughs> Microsoft did their their uh, their Xbox thing, their XO18. So they had a big conference. It was in uh, they held it in Mexico this year. 
So they, they announced a few things. Um, they've been buying up studios. They've uh, acquired both Obsidian Entertainment and In Exile Entertainment. Uh, I believe Obsidian has been making some uh, RPGs recently. Yes. Neverwinter Nights 2. Pillars of Eternity. That was the big one I was thinking of. I didn't realize that they did Fallout New Vegas, though. Yep. Uh, and then In Exile, you have Wasteland 2, The Bard's Tale... Yeah, so they put out some pretty quality RPGs out there. So yeah. uh, hopefully Microsoft gives them the support they need to put out even better ones. That's what they that's what they say they're doing with all these studios they're buying up, um, trying to support them to do bigger and better things. So hopefully we will see that. Uh, they also announced Crackdown 3 is uh, has an official release date of February 15th, which is nice because I've been waiting a while for that fucking game and it yeah. got pushed back and I was kind of mad. And yeah, it's nice. They missed the holiday rush, but um, hey, I guess February is not a bad time to put out a game too either. I feel like that's a dead time for most companies. Yeah. but it's, It is a bit of a dead time. It's right after the holiday season. And the bright side of, of pushing it back by that far, they definitely didn't have to compete with Red Dead Redemption, uh, Fallout 76. Yeah. So those are two big games that they're not having to compete against now. So the original Crackdown, if you're interested, is free in the Microsoft Store until November 30th. It's a fun game. If you're interested in seeing what the Crackdown games are like, if you haven't played them, I recommend them. They are a fun third-person shooter game that uh, has a cel-shaded um, graphic to it. And it's it's just meant to be a ridiculous game. Like It's not meant to be serious and definitely doesn't take itself serious. So I recommend it. Yeah, I, I've heard it's a lot of fun. I've never actually played it, though. Yeah. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is going to the Xbox Game Pass, so if you have that, you'll be able to play that uh, with that service. Take that, also, Fortnite. Yeah. Also, the uh, Player Unknown is also going to the PlayStation 4, so if you are a PlayStation 4 person you and you you know don't want to play it on PC or whatnot, you'll be able to play it on your PlayStation 4. And then they've talked they talked a little bit about some uh, improvements they want to make to the Windows Store to make the coexistence of Xbox and my, and the PC thing a little bit easier and and balanced. Make it one world for all. Yes. Hellblade Sessions Sacrifice is getting a physical edition. Uh, it was a Ninja Theory game uh, that I remember getting really good reviews. I had not played it, though, so I, I don't have a personal opinion on it. No, never actually heard of it. Yeah. They showed off some Kingdom Hearts 3, which uh, I'm super excited for. That comes out in January. And go figure, it has Winnie the Pooh mini games that you will uh, play whether you want to or not. Uh, I wonder if it can be a Tigger. Nope. Tigger! I mean, you can probably play with Tigger. Tigger's he was the best. In, in some of them. So Tigger and Eeyore. By far the best. Yeah. Yeah, you want uh, depression and I don't know what. ADHD? Yeah, yeah. That's what he would represent. Yeah. Got the best of both worlds, right? <laughs> You're really active even though you fucking hate yourself. <laughs> that's great. That is fucking great. That, that sounds like the perfect Me? combination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love myself. They also... Uh, moving on, by the way. <laughs> they also... Announced the that Final Fantasy Thirteen series was getting backwards compatibility with the uh, with the Xbox One, and uh, so you're getting the full series. So it's thirteen, thirteen two, and Lightning Returns, which I gave up after thirteen two because thirteen and thirteen two were garbage games. Yeah, I was gonna say I heard they sucked. Uh, I don't I don't know how well Lightning Returns actually fared, but I just at that point I was so burned out on thirteen that I was like fuck this shit, and I refused to finish that story. Yeah. They also showed up the rest of the suite, suite of Final Fantasy games are coming 7, 9, 10, 10, 2, 12, which should, should be Zodiac Age. Really, I mean, that was kind of already announced with uh, when Nintendo showed that off on their stuff. And then uh, Sony, or not Sony, uh, Square Enix made the announcement that it was basically coming to all systems. But this was their, their time to show it off, I guess, for, for their graphics and whatnot. 
Yeah, this next one. This is this one is that the surprise. The the Civilization Revolution uh, yeah. is enhanced for Xbox One. Yeah, Civ Revolution that came out didn't that originally come out on the no that did come out on 360. But yeah, it, it so it's one generation old and they're uh, enhancing it for the Xbox when Civ Six just came out for the Switch. And my understanding of Civ Six is pretty much Civ Six in all its glory on the Switch. Okay. And so it's just crazy that Xbox One, the more powerful system, is just getting an enhanced version of a lesser game. I mean, well, Civ Revolution was fun for what it was because it was Civ on a console. I did play at my buddy's house, but I don't, you couldn't even do multiplayer um, like you can in Civ 6. And so unless they add multiplayer into it, it was just really lackluster as something you had to sit and play by yourself. But that's not my version of a console. Right. My version of consoles play with other people usually. Right. Uh, well, to clarify what Richard, what this is, is this is backwards compatibility. So this is like if you actually have this game on your 360 and you were also connected to the same account to your Xbox One, you'd be able to play it on your Xbox One. This one it has the visual upgrade. So they've been doing a lot of their backwards compatibility games. They've been giving them visual upgrades for another reason of why you might want to play them on your Xbox One for backwards compatibility. Yeah. So that's what that is. I mean, it's not a, a re-release. Um, no, but it's just interesting that they went ahead to and enhanced that and they were like announcing it at the same time that it came out on the Switch. It, it's just seems... It's, you know, it's probably just trying to, to piggyback off of the... Um, the rehashing of Civ 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Civ 6 is, is, yeah, is back in the thing. So here, we, here's another Civilization game that's available. Or if you ever have it, it's available with upgraded graphics on your Xbox One. It, it goes to like the whole trying to make PC and Xbox seamless like why aren't they bringing Civ 6 to xbox i would have thought it would have been on it already to be honest no especially that they brought it to the switch it's just interesting i mean that's something i don't know i don't know uh if i mean on playstation 4 at nope. all no nope. switch is so the first console so to get switch it. is the first console yeah, it's to get unique it. to the switch and pc then i mean that's got it's a developer it's a developer choice yeah it's, yeah, it's choice. just very interesting that microsoft isn't campaigning for it there but they're they enhancing might, an old version right well they might be campaigning for it but if it's not being developed then there's nothing they can do about it i mean they, they throw i mean they i imagine those companies throw a lot of money at a whole lot of things that doesn't necessarily happen mm -hmm. something they are still throwing money at though is sea of thieves which is a game for the xbox <laughs> and pc uh yeah yeah, uh, for Microsoft in general. They're adding a new game mode, which is uh, it's the Arena. I haven't played Sea of Thieves at all, so I have no fucking idea. I'm guessing it's going to be kind of similar to... Probably like a PvP-style yeah. thing. They showed off State of Decay is adding new weapons, gear, enemies in the Zed Hunter update. That'll be cool. So you got more zombie goodness, I guess. More stuff. Showed off some more uh, Just Cause 4, which, I mean, it's Just Cause, just an update. Then uh, Devil May Cry 5 has a mode called The Void for practicing. So if you uh, are interested in the game and you want to get down that super awesome mega special combo, you can try and do that in a practice mode. Interesting that they'd have it. But, hey, I guess I understand. Yeah, I, I mean, especially when they're trying to get new people to play it, it gives uh, an access point. They're really doing a lot of revamping of older things. They're trying to keep that Devil May Cry. Capcom is trying to keep Devil May Cry alive, and they, they did that reboot that did, a lot of people didn't like. I enjoyed it, and now they're, they're going back to their original storyline and picking up where they left off. And then they showed off that cats and pandas are coming to Minecraft. So if you ever wanted to... Uh, play with a boxy panda or you stroke a boxy pussy yeah uh, shadow of the tomb raider is getting a new challenge tomb if you were already playing that game you can keep playing that game 
been promising this for a while, but they finally are doing it. Actually, the the update is out. So if uh, if you're listening to this and you don't realize it, you now have mouse and keyboard support on the Xbox. Yeah. Uh, they have it coming to 14 titles as of right now. So the the titles that I have listed here are Bomber Crew, Warface, Children of Morta, Minion Master, Daisy, Warframe, Strange Brigade, Deep Rock Galactic, Warhammer Vermintide 2, Moonlighter, Wargrove, Vigor, War Thunder, Xmorph Defense, and Fortnite. Um, so those are games right now that have mouse and keyboard support, which, again, kind of back to what you were saying earlier, they're really pushing that uh, one ecosystem of console and PC. So that gives a, a way of, of opting into that. And I know some some games will give you the option to uh, play against other people who are using mouse and keyboard. Some of them will, will give you that option, and then you can say, no, I don't want to play against them. So you're just playing with people with controllers. Interesting. So it doesn't uh, doesn't create that uh, that huge divide. So if you're just a controller player and you go up against people with mouse and keyboard and you're getting raped, you uh, uh, you know you can change that setting and, and, and play against people with, with the same control scheme. So they used to do the summer of arcade, but I guess now they're going to show off the winter of arcade in a way they'll basically they'll give you like six or seven games that you can pick at a, pick up at a discounted price if you want to get all of them to uh, bundle them up together and that's where uh, we got a lot of really cool ones like bastion came out on the xbox first and that was a really awesome arcade game it'll be cool to see what what type of arcade games we get like indie developed games we get uh, with, with that and they showed off a forza horizon 4 expansion and then there were 16 games they showed off coming to the Game Pass. We said uh, PUBG earlier. Got Ori and the Blind Forest, Ori and the, Ori and the Willow of the Wisps, which is the sequel. Thief of Thieves Season One, Void Bastards, Hellblade Setsuna, uh, Hellblade Setsuna's Sacrifice, The Good Life, Kingdom Two Crowns, Aftercharge, Supermarket Shriek, Mutant Year Zero, Pathologic Two, Secret Neighbor. I don't know why you'd have a secret neighbor. The Good Life. Because they're scary. They, yeah, they would be if they were a secret neighbor. They would be, be very scary. Uh, the Good Life, Agents of Mayhem, MXGP3, and Thomas Was Alone. I am not Are currently alone? alone. I am here with you. I knew that joke was coming, so I was trying to preempt it. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> I couldn't get my pun off. You couldn't. Not not quick enough. Uh, so that was all the stuff they showcased at the uh, at their conference that they, they held. Uh, some interesting things. A lot of just meh. I don't know. Nothing Blah. super interesting, uh, in my opinion. The interesting thing, though, is who won't be giving a conference at E3? Yeah. Uh, so Sony's going to be skipping E3 uh, this year, which is kind of a going trend. A lot of the publishers, even though they they probably still do conferences, um, Nintendo being the first one, they've stopped doing their conference at E3 for a number of years now. Uh, EA pulled out. I feel like Ubisoft pulled out last year too, but like they're all down there in the area and they're all basically doing their own little thing. Uh, I think Nintendo actually keeps showroom space on the E3 floor. floor. They just don't do the conference. Yeah, they just don't do the actual conference. I this is. I mean, E3 or Sony's just pulling out. I think altogether. So that'll be interesting to see if they announce something in that same time frame uh just off site somewhere which is like i said that's what ea did uh last year i think they've been and, and ubisoft has had their own off-site stuff too so it's a, it's a going trend e3 is um it's changing I, I don't i'm not gonna say it's dying like some people say it's dying i don't know that it's dying i think it's just changing everybody's just sick of coming in that bitch so they're all pulling out yes 
EA is a dirty, dirty slut. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. I, when more comes of that, I, I'll be apt to say more about it. It just they're pulling out, and they're not the first. Though they're going to make a big deal out of it, like they are, but they're not. Yeah, it's not a huge deal. <laughs> They'll announce all their stuff just at a different conference. I've been actually just finished the Castlevania Netflix series, which pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, I think the first season more than I like the second season. I think though. Interesting. So I'll have to see how I like the second season. I haven't watched it yet. It's it's worth a watch. Uh, but the producer is. This is one thing I've heard. Actually, two different stories now. They're working on a Devil May Cry series. But I've also heard that they were looking into doing a Legend of Zelda series as well. That'd be sweet. It could be sweet, I should say. Yeah. It could be horrible. Yes. Those are the, both the, true The cartoon statements. was horrible. Yeah, well, yeah. That was around the same time we were getting the... Zelda 2. Zelda. Oh, I was thinking the, the Super Mario Brothers TV oh, yeah, show. That, where they, yeah, that was the It was like the real, yeah. real life thing, and then they jump into the pipes and it would go cartoony. I enjoyed watching that as a kid, but it is really bad. I've tried watching it. That's how I know it's really bad. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like you've ventured back down. <laughs> I ventured road. back and I went, oh, nope. it was that horrible, huh? <laughs> I like horrible things. I like the Super Mario Brothers movie. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Devil May Cry thing would be really cool. There's been a couple of like animes for Devil May Cry. So to see like, I don't know what they're, I mean, I assume it'd be another animated deal. Uh, yeah, it would be another animated deal. It wouldn't be the first Devil May Cry one and I'm sure it won't be the last, but it'd be cool. Uh, the Legend of Zelda one probably intrigues me more because I'd, I'd be curious to see what they do with that, especially when you have a main character who isn't supposed to speak because he's supposed to be you. Yeah. So that'd be that's where I'm, I'd be interested to see what they do. The portrayal of you. Yes. Uh, we got some uh, feel good stuff here before we dive into some sad things at the end of this whole deal. I feel good. So here's a feel good story for you. No, 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 no. I knew that I would. You know who else knew that they would feel good after doing something nice, Sammy? Uh, the lead singer from Five Finger Death Punch. You got to make up for killing all those people with your punches. Yes. Yes, for all the, the death punches they serve. He also organized a donation of sleeping bags to local homeless youth shelter. It's a good thing to do. You're a good man, sir, for doing that. Yes. So yeah, Ivan Moody put together that in uh, Colorado Springs. And that's uh, a really cool thing. Uh, they, they do a lot of stuff, so it, it's not you know the first time. It probably won't be the last, but it's always good to see them, see people giving back like that. Kind of interesting that it's in Colorado Springs, because I have heard there's been an increase in younger vagrancy. Y- vagrancy, is that correct? I think so. For being uh, homeless out on the streets. Uh, but youth vagrancy is large now in Colorado, apparently. I kind of wonder if that has something to do with some of the culture out there. Uh, yes. Your, the answer to your question earlier was yes. Uh, the culture of like you know, skating culture and like snowboarding and stuff like that, that type of because yeah. a lot of people might want to move out there and you can be a part of that culture and you may not have a home. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. Yeah. And I mean, Colorado is one of those places you can get like four seasons within one day. Right. It's true. Not the same way as Ohio because the weather actually changes here. In Colorado, you could drive from one place to the other. Yeah. yeah you go up into the mountains and it's snowing and come back down. It can be pretty warm. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I'm not too familiar with it, but I do know. I, I'm just curious if that had anything to do with it. Very well, could very well, could. I mean, I know a bunch of people who when weed got legal, they're like, "We're moving to fucking Colorado." 
and yeah. uh, like a couple of people I personally knew, and then a lot of people through friends of friends and friends of friends. Like, just there was a migration to Colorado, so mm-hmm. I'm sure if I knew a lot of people who went there for that, there was probably a lot more people who went to Colorado oh, yeah. were not that well set up, right? And just went there for legal weed, right? Because that was like the first state, because <laughs> that's a great reason to move, right? I mean, people do weird <laughs> shit, man. Oh, people I know. Do Trust weird me. shit. Trust me, I know. It's, just, it's funny to listen to like people's reasons for moving. Uh, well, I mean, you know, those kids are blowing clouds but uh <laughs> so i was working for that yeah at, at this other competition they're blowing some other clouds <laughs> so at the grand slam of darts quarterfinal the scottish dart player gary anson defeated dutchman wesley harms 10 to 2 whatever the fuck that means to earn a spot in the quarterfinals of the grand slam of dart but the dutchman wesley uh, harms says that his opponent left a uh, fragrant smell behind that will take him two nights to lose that smell from his nose. And that was why he couldn't perform appropriately enough to win. <laughs> wow. He lost the game of darts, Sammy, and he blamed it on another guy farting. I I'm, I guess those farts could be powerful. I know I've had some pretty powerful farts <laughs> in the past. and uh, That's going to be my new game strategy. Anytime I play someone, I'm just going to rip one. <laughs> yeah, just hope that they can't play anymore and just be like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Goodbye. I forfeit. I'm going to do it at the uh, Blood Bowl table. You know, I mean, maybe I'll get some wins that you way. You know what? You know what? Instead of, I'm just going to drop a deuce. Instead of farting, just straight drop a deuce. That's the way to do it. I feel like that, that would give me the most potent smell. And uh, we'll definitely get people to go away. Yeah. Tom, Tom, why, why are you dropping your pants? Nope. Why are you dropping your drawers? What, Tom, what are you? Are you shitting right now? <laughs> I'm going to shit. What? On, I'm going. I'm shitting on your floor. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just that's ridiculous. So you're playing game of darts and you're, you're that upset about losing. You're blaming on farting. So you're the guy who shits on the coats, right? <laughs> Dude, it's a great escape plan, okay? Great escape plan. Because <laughs> they're all going to ask, who shit on the coats? And I'll be gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As they investigate who shat on the coats. Uh, you know who didn't shit on the coats? Tom Hiddleston. Tommy. Tommy uh, Hiddleston. He plays Loki in the Disney, the Marvel movies. I don't know if we talked about this before. I feel like we have. But the, so the Disney app is bringing on their own they're, well they're gonna have their own app so they're gonna pull all their shit off of netflix and everywhere else and it's all gonna be on their own proprietary app they're also gonna put on their own shows and stuff and they've announced a bunch of shows that are gonna that sh- are going to include the actors from the marvel movies so this one is about loki and you'll have tom hillson playing loki um they're gonna do falcon they're gonna do winter soldier they're gonna do um falcon punch no not that falcon uh-huh. but he will punch <laughs> they're gonna do the Scarlet Witch, and I, I think there's a few others that they have announced as well. But they're actually gonna get the actors who from the movies to portray these characters, so it won't be some weirdo uh, doing it. Be like, the why fuck the fuck does locally look different for right. all the kids? Exactly. Like, who parents have to explain to them that actors have different jobs and things. <laughs> right. So that's uh that is happening, and that, that's really cool to see that that it is working out the way that they say they're gonna. It's gonna work out. Yeah, hopefully uh, Disney some, does some cool stuff with Marvel and that. I'm way. hoping. The movie's been pretty good. Loki's an awesome character. Tom Hiddleston is an amazing actor, so it has a lot of potential. And then on to the saddest news of my week, of, of uh, last week. Yeah, I feel like I may have caused this in a way. I, I mean, I can blame you. 
Yeah, you can blame me if you want. Every time me and Dustin go on a goddamn trip, someone who's kind of important dies. And, like, it depends on who's important to who when I say that, too, because the last time wasn't a such important person to as many people as Stan Lee. It was definitely not in the caliber of Stan Lee. The last time when me and Dustin went to West Virginia, we got out of the woods and we found out that Hugh Hefner had died. This year and last week, we get out of the woods and we find out that fucking Stan Lee died. Like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. I mean, for me, it really sucks because I'm a big comic book person and I'm a big Marvel fan. Um, I've said that probably a hundred times on this podcast and various other things. I've just my my comic book collection is mostly marvel stuff so i've grown up with the characters he's created not necessarily his stories i mean i've i've read revamps of his stories but um i i basically have grown up with the characters he's created or uh been a part of creating stanley's legacy is is definitely marred in controversy um there are definitely things out there that that you you should read into and understand that stanley didn't create them by himself he didn't create spider-man on his own there was an artist and there are other people involved but it is partially his vision for for a lot of those characters and uh he was a businessman who oh yeah it all. he was the man who sparked an idea that created a wave that created business that created this legacy right his you know his wife told him to make the comic book he wanted to make because at, at the time stanley was going to leave timely comics before it became marvel it was called timely and he was going to leave timely comics because he really felt like he wasn't being allowed to make the stuff he wanted to make and his wife joni told him you know make one for you before you go and he actually did that. He created the, uh, the Fantastic Four. And that's the spark of the Marvel Universe. I mean, that's that's your beginning of what becomes Marvel, right? That universe grows with you know, characters like Captain America, uh, Spider-Man, the X-Men, Black Panther, and various other ones. And eventually you get to nowadays where you have these movies and stuff like that. And now you have all these different universes and characters you get to play in. And they've, you know, these characters have been trying to teach you responsibilities and things like that you know spider-man great pot with great power comes great responsibility um you know x-men it's okay if you're an outcast you know there are other people like you out there and you you get together you know you're bound to to create something different you have captain america who you know was the patriotic fighter and eventually you know he through other people's stories becomes disillusioned with his own government and makes a stand against the the government doing things that he doesn't believe in and the idea of activism 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 not activision no not activision uh, although they did make some video games of marvel characters yes some good some not so good but all these characters they, they're there to create different things one of the quotes for mr rogers was when terrible things happen if you look around you can find the good the helpers and those are always the good people and that's the the good in the world i feel like stanley took that a step further with showing you that you can be a superhero because all of the marvel characters in my opinion are the most relatable they're all flawed they're all looking for hope they're kids they're outcasts they're soldiers they're villains who are trying to redeem themselves they're all over the place you know you can do something wrong but if you truly want to change you can actually do that and i feel like that's what stan created and that's where it's at and he definitely gave that to the fans and it meant a lot to me i don't really i'm not a, a wordsmith so if you uh, if you want to listen to someone talk about it i would definitely send you over to kevin smith's fat man beyond podcast where they talk about the death of stanley and they go through he goes through all of his stories about stanley and what the fans meant to stan and you know who stanley kind of was and there's there were things like i I've always seen him and I've seen his writings and stuff and see the way he acts. And he's always that same persona and you, you kind of get the idea that you know him, but then like there are these moments that you, you don't actually know him that well. And, and 
uh, with his passing, we were hearing some of these stories come out and, and it, it's showing you the other side of Stanley a little bit more. Uh, but you know, he created, he became the character that he created, which was Stanley and did amazing things. Here are just a couple of the quotes that I have um, that he put out there. So the first one is, he said, let's lay it on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But unlike a team of costume supervillains, they can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from a ray gun. The only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for the insidious evils they really are. Uh, it's something that I think is very important to even today, I mean, this is something that he said a long time ago. I mean, it continues on. You could relate this back to the X-Men and the civil rights movement. Oh, yeah. And even today with, with all the crap you have going on today. And then he also had a, a quote about why people why he thinks people like comic books so much. And his, his, his quote is, My theory about why people like superheroes is that when we were kids, we all loved to read fairy tales. Fairy tales are all about things bigger than life. Giants, witches, trolls, dinosaurs, and dragons, and all sorts of imaginative things. Then you get a little bit older and you stop reading fairy tales, but you don't ever outgrow your love for them. And, you know, that's where you get comics and things like that. People grow and they enjoy them a bit more. And oh, it's so true. And like you were saying before, Marvel especially, like DC has a lot of stuff, but Marvel especially has something for everybody. There's a guarantee you're going to find something, whether it's the Punisher, like the dark side, mm -hmm. or if it's like the Evangelists, like Captain America. Like there's something for everybody. There's the dark, there's the good, there's the humor, there's the sad. There, there's something for everyone within a Marvel comic. You just have to look for what is right for you. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, bring that up, you have... Characters like Deadpool with the the comedy and the fourth wall breaking. Exactly. The wit of Spider-Man. All these different trials and tribulations of different characters. And um, then the, you know, modern day Marvel where you have uh, Miss Marvel is now a uh, Muslim American. And it's just this inclusion of where we're seeing more and more of these characters and, and representing more and more of our, our country and where we live. And um, like I said, for me, they've always, it's always been um, representative of, uh, finding characters that are representative of things that are going on in my life. I mean, can't tell you how much Peter Parker, you know, being a kid, he's always, he has these great ups and downs, doing all these great things as Spider-Man and his own personal life, things just tank. Yep. <laughs> Something bad happens and you know, it's the Parker luck. You, you know, you get that feeling of like you can understand where that comes from and, and it just, it's definitely that feeling that drives me to, to continue reading those comics, contrary to what Bill Maher might think. Now, did you hear about that? Bilmar, who is he's I, a comedian. He's, okay. a, he's a comedian. He has one of those uh, late night talk shows, similar to like Daily Show type of a deal. He put on a um, oh Bill Murr. Bill Murr. Murr. Okay, yeah. I'm like Mar Mar. That sounds familiar. Bill Murr. I know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. He put a a, a statement saying that uh, it, people like Stanley are the reason why we are a dumbed down culture. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, we're, we're a dumbed down culture, and it surely has something to do with why someone like Donald Trump could get elected and to take shots at a dead man is, uh, asinine to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I like something that preaches all the morals, all the responsibility, all right. the things. And 
you could honestly go and take half the Marvel fucking comics and then read half the Bible and be like, oh, they taught the same fucking thing. Oh, they do. They definitely do. I don't care who <laughs> fucking looks at me weird for saying that. They teach the same goddamn thing. They, uh, you're There's right. moral truths within everything. Yes. And you're you're absolutely right. Um, and that's a barometer that a lot of us grew up on. It, it well, in the Like I said, with, with the Marvel characters, whether you, you falter, you're not guaranteed to be the villain. You can still be a good person if you want to. And that's what those that's what they teach you in those comics. Um, that you you can do wrong, but you can also change your ways and do right. And so to think that that people who read that are the same bigots who are shouting "lock her up" or "kill her" or whatever at the Trump rallies is asinine to say the least. And to blame comics, it just is stupid. It's such a blanket <laughs> statement. Too. It is. It's just it'd be like saying, "Well, you know, you're a comedian who's talking about the news. You're the reason we have fake news. You're the reason you know we don't trust the news organizations because you're making fun of them." It doesn't work that way, guy. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's weird. That's uh, a weird. That's a weird flex right there. It what is. Do they say nowadays something like that. Yeah. Odd flex, I, son. <laughs> I'm not hip with that with the the kids' statements. Yeah, I don't days. know. Something about flexing. Before we go, you know, if you want to contact us, you can send us uh, an email at geekswithissues at gmail.com that's g33ks with issues at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at the same thing yep. geeks with issues uh, or you can check out our videos on youtube at geeks with issues leave us some comments write to us on facebook uh, send us some messages mm-hmm. especially here in the holiday season it is today the what number one drinking day of the year because everybody goes out yes. they're all sad about their family or they're happy about their family <laughs> or any in between and if you're thinking about drinking and you feel like you shouldn't be feel free to reach out to me because that's where i'm probably going to be at too mm-hmm. not that i'm going to be thinking about drinking but you know it's one of those things that always comes up throughout the day like i'm glad i'm not a drinker today right things like that so um anybody out there having any issues with that feel free to reach out and i'm more than happy to talk to you and uh, just remember you really aren't alone there is always somewhere who will reach their hand out to help you if right. you just ask. And just like that, we are asking you to leave us a rate on, on iTunes. I totally <laughs> killed Way a really to get good away moment. from the feelings I, I had there, Tom. Totally got away from those feel- feelings. They burn a little bit. I can't tell you why. <laughs> but, uh, that yeah, might be leave, the gonorrhea. Yeah, could be. Uh, leave, <laughs> leave a rate on iTunes. Uh, help other people find the podcast and, and share the geeky love. Uh, but you are not alone, and that is a great statement. And uh, I think... I would like to let Stan Lee take us out with um, what Marvel comic fans meant to him in in this post-humorous tweet. And thank you, yes. Yeah, so here's a thank you from Stan Lee. And in this time of year, remember everything you have to be grateful for and uh, thank everyone you have here today that uh, is still with you. Just remember, cherish everyone you have and be grateful. Ditto. Because I love my fans. I cannot tell you how much I love my fans. They, sometimes at night I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, ah, what's it all about, you know? And then I get a letter from a fan or I read something or I see something or I remember something and I realize it's so lucky to have fans fans who really care about you. And that's the reason I care so much about the fans, because they just, they make me feel so great. And there's something, if you think about it, that is wonderful about 
somebody caring about you as I care about them, whom you've never met, who may live in another part of the world, but they care and you have something in common and occasionally you contact each other. And this business of fans, I think, is terrific. And I love them all.